0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Thank you thank you thank you for tuning in this is T love your host here at energy awareness radio I am an energy therapist and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County New Jersey where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern time our chat room is open so please feel free to join the discussion that is already happening online we do keep an eye on the chat room so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen online, call us directly by dialing 347 202 and that way you can listen via phone, or please, please use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Well, it's almost here, Friday, Valentine's Day. I have a particular affinity for this day, and consider it, to be one that is not really just a day but a frame of mind a way of being living sharing with others and when we live from our hearts and we're not judgmental or self-serving but truly grateful seeing through the eyes of love well that's when everything seems to flow beautifully and life is just so very good and for a lot of us women in particular We don't love ourselves. We don't give ourselves the self-care we need. We don't love ourselves enough so we can forget about maintaining a self-love frame of mind on a daily basis. That just kind of goes out the window. So we each need to fall in love with our feminine power. And my guest tonight is here to speak to us exactly about that. Lisa Erickson is a meditation teacher, energy worker, writer, and online blogger. She teaches and practices both chakra and mindfulness meditation, as well as practicing various forms of energy healing. And her special focus is women's energetics, the unique ways that women's chakra systems and energy bodies function and how women can work with them for greater health, empowerment, and awakening. Now her walk in this area draws on many different energy, healing, and spiritual traditions. And she's particularly interested in helping women transit the various phases of their lives, including pregnancy, postpartum months, perimenopause, and menopause. And she's also focused on healing for sexual abuse and trauma. You know, you can learn more about her at her Women's Spirituality and Energetics blog, MommyMystic.com, and that is already in the chat room so you can go there and check it out and you'll get it it's mommy m-o-m-m-y mystic m-y-s-t-i-c.com so good evening lisa thank you so much for joining us how are you being this evening
2: i am being wonderful and that was a wonderful song and lead-in thank you for uh, having me on this wednesday
1: Well, you are quite welcome, and thank you for noticing the song. Not everybody does, and I just think it's a cool song. I love it. (laughs) It was.
2: Very uplifting. I'm feeling very uplifted and grateful, so that's wonderful.
1: (laughs) And that's the point. I listen to it every day. It just puts me in a place where I need to be now fall in love with your feminine power is an online course that you developed and it includes guided chakra work and meditations related to healing and awakening the feminine subtle body so I'd like to get started with the basics first so that everybody we're all starting on the same page here would you mind telling us what you mean by the feminine subtle body
2: Yes. Well, in various spiritual and energy healing traditions that work with our energy, our subtle body, there are two main systems, the chakra systems and meridians. Chinese medicine, acupuncture, things like that work with the meridians or lines in the body. I work mostly with the chakras or any energy centers in the body. And anyone who's taken yoga might know a little bit about the energy centers because they often talk about them in yoga classes When we talk about the feminine energy body or subtle body, we're talking about the slight differences in the way that energy flows for women versus men. Just as our physical bodies, our anatomy physically is 80% the same, it's 20% different. (laughs) And that's the same for our subtle bodies. And just as with our physical bodies, we have changes that occur over time, largely in connection with our reproductive phases of our life, it's the same with our subtle body. Our energy flow, our energy body has different phases throughout our lifetime. And an important part of self-care is learning how to care for ourselves energetically.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't care for themselves physically, emotionally, mentally, never mind energetically, you know, and they That's just don't right. even get what that is. You know, I deal with a lot of people. I am an energy therapist too and a sound therapist. And, you know, people don't really get that part. So it's an education process when they come in to explain that to them. And, yeah, they don't have time for themselves in any way, shape, or form. But what's interesting about your work and what you do, and, and you know, it's similar to what I do, is that when you are in working with the energy, it affects all the fields. The emotional, the that's mental, the physical, and the spiritual. So you're getting everything in one fell swoop. It's not like you have to do something special for the emotional and something for the mental and something for the physical. And, you know, it's just spiritual. It just does it all at once. Now, that's a great explanation of the feminine subtle body. But just so people get a little bit more information, how or can you explain how the feminine subtle body differs from the masculine subtle body? Because a lot of people are dating or married and they're wondering what's going on with this guy over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: right. Yeah, there's a few different things. One thing is that the feminine subtle body, from a technical perspective, and I'll get into more how this manifests in our daily lives in a minute, but technically a woman's subtle body tends to be rooted in the second chakra, which is the second chakra up from the tailbone. What this really means is that we are energetically rooted in our emotional body, which is connected to the second chakra, where our physical body is usually associated with the root chakra or the first chakra. So this means, among other things, that women are very, very sensitive to emotional shifts in others around them. They, are, they tend to be more natural empaths. They absorb energy around them. When you couple that with the conditioning that we often receive growing up, that we are responsible somehow for the relationships around us, we have a tendency to take on others' emotions. Now, many men do this too. So whenever we're talking about gender differences, we're always talking about a spectrum. There's a range. We're all individual. But women in general take on a lot of other people's stuff. (laughs) And both from an energetic and conditioning perspective, we are inclined to do that and so important important part of self clear is developing routines in your life that help you clear that out feel yourself and really clear out both your physical body and your energy body of other people's emotions so that you can feel yourself and your own emotions I think that's really kind of one of the most important things for women to understand when they're working with their energy body. And sometimes it's a real aha moment because they realize they're processing their spouse's emotions for them or their kids' emotions for them. Um, And they think that they're helping, but in fact there's almost like a codependency that develops around that. (laughs) Yeah, and that's really the core of it. And this is what happens in so many different kinds of relationships that the woman has become the emotional processor for all the emotional junk (laughs) of the whole family sometimes. Um, Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It's it's almost expected,
1: you know, because it's, well, she'll take care of that because she always does, she always takes everything on, because we were brought up that way. And I think that's starting to change now where people are seeing that, no, it doesn't have to be that way. And what I tell people a lot is, look, if you don't take care of you, You're not going to be around to take care of anybody else. You really do have to put yourself first. It's not selfish, but a lot of people don't understand that part either.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like that whole thing they tell you on the airplane, put your air mask on first, right? right? (laughs) Or else you really can't be of use to anyone else. Um, And this is true. And so many women drive themselves into the ground really energetically out of love in some cases. I mean, really out of love trying to help people but taking on too much. Uh, yeah I think and it's always out of thin. love
1: actually yeah mm-hmm. I think it's always out of love I think they always because because we're nurturers by nature and we want to help and do the right thing but not to the detriment of yourself because no one would expect that in the name of love and if they did they don't love you if they would expect right. you to take on things in the detriment of yourself so you know I, I think that There are a lot of differences that impact us, specifically women on a daily basis that between men and women, and we do take on their stuff, and we do it to ourselves, and that's hard for people to accept because we never want to say, well, I brought this on, I did it myself because I started this process, and now I own it, and that is probably a hard thing for people to get over too. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree, and then it's very difficult to figure out how to draw that line, how to disentangle yourself, and how to separate love and attachment. You can have this codependency of energy, and you feel like that is love, um, where really the love is something else, (laughs) and once you clear out the energy dynamics, you're actually freer, freer to feel the real love that you feel for someone. When it's not based on this unhealthy exchange of energy or unhealthy taking on of, of other people's energies and emotions.
1: Now, you also speak to uh, you mentioned energetic boundaries. You know there are so many people that we're familiar with setting boundaries. Let's start there, but and not feeling obligated to say yes to everything, but rather learning to say no so that we're not overwhelmed. And people are starting to do that now. But you mentioned energetic. Boundaries. So that's a little bit different. You start with the, the physically saying no and getting through that, but the energetic boundaries are a little bit different. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
2: Yeah, this is really learning to, when you're just out with people, uh, to protect yourself to a certain extent and not feel as if you have to take on everybody else's feelings and emotions. And it's very useful because at a certain point, then you can start to develop your intuition. I think the example I always use is before you have a sense of boundaries, if you are very empathic and prone to taking on others' emotions, you might get on a bus or be in a situation where you're sitting next to someone, and they're angry and you don't register that, and then all of a sudden you get up to walk away and you're in a bad mood and you haven't even noticed the change in your own mood, or you have a headache if you're someone who takes things on physically and you don't know why. Once you really start to affirm, and the way I always talk about it is focusing in on your navel chakra, and you don't have to be familiar with chakras really to even begin this, but really just have this sense of moving from your center down in your belly and that you have a kind of emanating power there that creates a little shield for you that inside your own energy body is clear you can still see sense other people well and you're still emanating out from your heart inside of there but their emotions and energy aren't flowing inward and even just doing that periodically throughout the day affirming this visual or this sense of this emanating power from your navel which in a condition little boys are conditioned from quite a young age to do and a lot of girls and women are not Once you make that energetic shift, it can help tremendously and there will come a day when you sit down next to that person who's angry and instead of absorbing it into your own emotional body or physical body, you actually have the thought, oh, I'm sensing that this person is angry. And once you're processing it at that level, it's an intuition and you no longer take it into your body. There's some part of you that puts up a shield, a little subtle body shield that you don't take it into your body. And that is really, really important for women. So I think that's kind of the first level of energetic boundaries. And then if you are more familiar with chakra work, there are other kinds of exercises you can do to get better and better at developing different types of boundaries for different situations. Say, for example, if you're someone who has to speak in front of lots of people, and that's very difficult for you. Uh, Or if you work one-on-one very closely as a healer, there's other kinds of boundaries in that kind of work that someone might need to develop.
1: And I think when when you start doing things, first of all, it's all about awareness. So you're you're piquing your awareness and you're honing it so that not only are you just aware, but you can instantaneously, and you can do this. People don't believe me. It's like, yes, you can. You will be able to walk into a room and know who to avoid and who not to avoid. I recall being in a room that was probably 60 feet long by 30 feet wide, and the doors were long ways. So I was 60 feet from the door, and I was talking to a group of people, and I looked at one woman and I said, oh, did so-and-so just walk in? And she said, yes. And I said, wow. And she said, what? And I said, can't you feel our energy? And she said, no, you can. And I said, yeah, I need to go now. (laughs) That was just like this woman walked in and from 60 feet away, I knew it the moment she opened the door. So when you have that awareness and you get it to a point where it's that quick, you know automatically what to do. Your body automatically goes into the mode it needs to to protect you from, you know, taking on. Because we do. Yeah. Our, our, our magnetic field is, you know, like 50 feet wide. You're walking around thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a foot wide and I'm walking around. No, that's it's your whole energetic field is so much bigger than you. And you're taking on all the junk all day long, including all of the technology, all of that junk that's out there. Because people think, well, I use technology. I don't take on anybody's negativity. Are you kidding me? You've got all that electromagnetic stuff that you're taking on. It's energy. It's taking on so much more, you know. So, yeah, I think that that's, but I think we tend to block ourselves unconsciously, I believe, from making energetic connections. Why do we do that?
2: Well, to, uh, to a certain extent, it's our culture that we're just not conditioned, most of us at a young age, to recognize that energetic level as real. Uh, we're told it's fiction, it's fairies, <laughs> so we don't mm-hmm. develop it or we block it out. Then I think also what happens is sometimes it's actually painful, and unless we've been given the tools to deal with all of this energetic influx, especially if we are naturally sensitive and women are inwardly pulling of, of their energy, that's, that's the other part of that feminine energy body. Like I said, we're more absorbent in general. So at a certain point, it almost may be like overstimulation, And we just try to block it all out because it just feels like too much. And then we miss out on the opportunity to actually process it as an intuitive awareness. I mean, too often I think what happens is for people who develop this kind of, they think they've developed this shield. In fact, they've just started absorbing everything into their bodies, and they often end up Mm. very ill, don't have any real boundaries. Um, And so you have to be willing to engage as you said at the awareness level open up your field of perception to all of these other levels of awareness you have to be willing to engage at that level which can be a little scary for some people at first but once you do you will start having these insights that you can then act upon and awareness is half of it as soon as you do feel oh that person across the room that the energy coming off them is just not working for me or they're mad at me or whatever it is as soon as you have that awareness you can then act accordingly in a way to protect yourself. Whereas if you don't have that awareness, if you've blocked it out entirely, you're just going to take that person's anger into your own body or energy body in some way.
1: And and the worst part of all of that is that when you do that, it manifests into something that you do not want to deal with.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. And often then you might think it's your anger or it does combine with some anger that you do have. You know, there's all these different levels. Sometimes we're acting out other people's emotions and angers. It's not even our junk. You know, we each have enough of our own psychological baggage. But then sometimes we're living out other people's emotional baggage. Um, And that's when it's, you know, really tough.
1: And, and we think it's ours. That's The worst part is we take it on and then we internalize yeah. it and we think it's ours. And then That's we work right. with it like it's ours to try to get rid of it. And then it manifests. Lately, I have seen a lot of people where doctors can't find anything wrong with me. Nobody can figure this out. You know why? Because yeah. it's not anything physical. It's manifesting in you in a way that the, the stress or the emotion of a specific situ- situation is eating away at the person and there is no physical thing the doctors can find because it's an emotional thing that's just overall eating away at everything and nobody can figure it out. Have you noticed that in your work as well?
2: Absolutely. And there are certain conditions like fibromyalgia and other chronic pain yep. conditions where this often seems to be the case and stress is an issue. And it's interesting, the chakra system each is, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but just for your listeners, you know, it's linked into our endocrine system. Each chakra is linked to certain endocrine glands and and different parts of our nervous system. And so when you have at that energetic level certain blocks or certain areas that are getting overwhelmed or taking in a lot of negative energy, it affects your whole nervous system and your whole glandular system. And once your glandular balance, your chemical balance starts to go off, all sorts of things can happen that medicine, Western medicine can't yet detect or measure. And that's when you get into some of these things. Um, you know, mind, mind, body, energy, they're all, they're all one spectrum, so I've definitely and it's great seen that,
1: that, yeah, and it's great that, you know, they're starting to recognize that a lot of hospitals and such are bringing in energy therapists to That's right. work with them and go into surgeries and things because they see the benefits of it. Not everybody's here that, there yet. They, there are a lot of people who are still skeptical, which is unfortunate. But we know it works. I know it works. I've seen it work. And I've seen people come in with an issue that nobody could define and walk out, you know, two, three sessions later, and they're fine. They're so much yeah. better than they were. Yeah, there are many, many tools and I think that one of them specifically that you work with is the, the meditations, the guided meditations because it, they don't take long but people don't make the time to do it and I say to people all the time, you don't have time not to meditate because you would be so much healthier. What is up with that? Why won't people take the time? You know, I think it's a block that they have that this isn't going to work.
2: Yeah, I think there's several layers to that. I think partially that in this society we are so, our whole identity is wrapped up with what we do and with accomplishment and with getting things done, and people sometimes feel like meditation is wasting their time. I'm not getting anything done, (laughs) you know, and especially women, because we're so busy and we have such a long to-do list. I've had women feel like say to me, well, I feel like it's an indulgence. You know, if I'm going to get up 20 minutes earlier, I should go get the laundry and I shouldn't sit down and meditate.
0: Mm. So they
2: almost feel like it's an indulgence that they don't have time for. So it's getting past that and, again, getting to that mentality of we need to take care of ourselves. We need to connect to our deepest self. We need to harness our own self-healing abilities on a, on a regular basis in order for us to really be of service to anyone that we do care about in addition to ourselves. And I think that's the amazing thing about the chakra meditation work is that it is harnessing your own self-healing abilities. You're meditating on your chakras, you're opening up different energies and moving them into parts of your body. Sometimes you need help with that, and that's when you work with an energy healer or energy worker. But there's an awful lot anyone can do just by working on their own chakras themselves. And it's very empowering to realize that for yourself. And once you've put in a little bit of time and begun to feel it, and it doesn't happen overnight, but once you have, you have that skill and that self-care routine forever built into your life.
1: Yes, and that's where your meditations absolutely come in and help people to a huge degree because you know, everybody thinks, well, you know, I don't know that I can do this. And people will often say, you know, I, you know, can you heal me? I've never cured or healed anyone in my life, and there's no one on the planet that I know who has. We all heal ourselves. Our body knows what to do. It knows how to heal. There are no such thing as healers, the way that people think of it. Everyone, you know, I've often said to people, have you ever had a headache or a scratch or a bruise or had surgery or something horrible, the flu, a cold, a childhood disease or something worse, and lived to talk about it? And they look at me and they say, well, of course. And I say, well, see, you're a healer too. We're all healers. It's just the degree to which you really put it to use. And I think that your meditations will help people with that. Um, So I would like to ask you a question about the courses. What was the catalyst for actually developing this course?
2: Well, I think for whatever reason, when I began teaching meditation and working as an energy worker, My population has always been mostly women. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. also after I had children, I experienced a big shift in my energy body. I had done chakra and kundalini meditation already at that point for over 15 years. And I felt all these shifts in my energy body after I had children. So those two things, the fact that I was working with so many women and that I in myself experienced so many shifts in my energy body I felt after having children – led me to really research the teaching specifically on women's subtle bodies across a variety of traditions. And that's what really opened up this course, that there is a lot of information about the second chakra in particular and the way that our subtle body shifts from life phase to life phase that is helpful to some women. It was very helpful to me, and it is helpful to a lot of women. So that's how it developed.
1: And I think it's great because you put it out there, and they're not – they're not very long, these courses. It's through Daily OM, and I'm sure you have it yourself on, on your website or whatever. Um, right. But yep. they're I'm not realistic. long. Yes. They're not long. They're easy to do. They're easy to follow. You get a meditation with it. It's um, how many are there? Seven? It's
2: eight weeks, and each meditation is weeks, probably okay. 10 to 15 minutes. So trying to keep it very accessible easy. for people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, my feeling is if you if you're on the phone with your girlfriend, hang up 15 minutes before you think you're going to, and do the meditation. You know, and it's yeah. not expensive, but it really does put you in a place where, you know, after the first meditation, and people always say this too, I can't meditate, I don't know how, I I, I never get good at it. Nobody ever gets good at it. The Dalai Lama doesn't get good at it. We're That's human. Right. Your brain's gonna go somewhere. The thing is to be aware and say, oh. I'm trying to meditate, but with your meditations, they're not completely silent, so right. it's a lot easier because you're, you're actually listening to the guided meditation, which is great.
2: Yeah, some people you know, don't like guided work. I find especially for beginning meditators and especially for chakra mm-hmm. work. The guided work is great because I'm also trying to infuse the recording with the transmission, you know, just like a healer, you know, using the healing part. It's almost like a distance healing where it's helping you connect with the energy of that chakra through my own awareness as well. That's the hope anyway of guided work. So <laughs> hopefully, it's doing well, that. It makes That's what makes sense. It makes complete yeah.
1: sense because people say i 'm just sitting there thinking of all the stuff I have to do, and they do need to have the guided work, and you do get an energetic impulse from it you have to yeah you have to yeah. you just have to so you can feel it coming across, and it doesn 't matter that it's that it 's digital and you 're listening to it, and you can listen to it you know constantly and you know they seem to go in order of the chakras there you know in within each module, um, so your first one is. You know, root chakra, second one, the sacrum, yeah. et cetera, uh, and that in it, in and of itself is a great way for people to connect with themselves, to learn a little bit more about chakras. And nobody's saying you're going to be an expert, but at least you know what you're talking about after going through the course.
2: That's right, and then I especially put a lot of focus on at the towards the end, going back into the second chakra on a deeper level, mm-hmm. since for women, really getting our second chakra open and flowing opens up our whole feminine energy body and really opens up our feminine power, getting back to where we started from, that unique energy that we as women have, which in the world has been repressed for a lot of history and now is, you know, coming forward again, and it's coming forward in both men and women. women. It's partly about balancing yin and yang in both men and women, bringing forth the yin or feminine energy in everyone's awareness across the planet, but as women, when each of us brings that forth more, it brings more of that into the world and makes it more accessible both for ourselves and everyone. So that really was the other impulse behind the course is bringing forth that energy within anyone who does it.
1: Yeah, I agree. It, it does do that because, I mean, it can't help but do it. It, it. If you go into it as a beginner and trying to think back at when I – took your course and, and thinking okay if I were a beginner what would this be doing for me and it's kind of hard to do that when when you know not:, that's a beginner, right, but yeah that's okay I try yeah you know because you miss things that you take for granted that people know
0: yeah you know and
1: I was trying to really come up with you know okay how would this work and I thought well the first thing that people I think people may think is how is this possibly going to empower me empower me to do what and yeah you, you know I look at it and I think it's overall empowerment because first of all you're grounding yourself centered and centered and all of that good stuff but how do you respond to that how do you, you respond to that if somebody says well how is your course going to empower me
2: yeah well i think in addition to the energy work there are journaling and contemplation questions that help you discover within your daily life and within the thoughts and emotions that you have ways that you're holding yourself back and really the chakra work and the contemplation questions, which you just do throughout your week because the, the course unfolds weekly, work together. On the energetic level in the chakra meditation, we are trying to loosen things that may be blocked or stored in a particular chakra. So for example, if we're focusing on the heart, we may be loosening fears that you are holding in your heart about your worthiness, which is something very often held there. And then the contemplation questions for that week may help you to see different thought patterns that habitually run through your mind that you hadn't ever paid attention to before that have to do with you thinking you can't do something or that you're unworthy of something. And if you can bring those to the surface and recognize them and also work on your heart chakra energy at the same time, you can really come to a whole new level of awareness where you're able to let go of those. And that's just one example. But that's really how I think that Inquiry work and energy work work together to help us release limiting thought patterns about ourselves, and then and you are able to, yeah, to move forward.
1: And because it's, they're a week apart, which is great, it gives you time to do these, for lack of a better term, assignments, uh, yeah. you know, if you're doing journaling or something, it's very cathartic. People don't believe that either. What do you mean it's cathartic? <laughs> well, you know, because you're getting it out. It's like That's hitting, right. I, I, would, I would presume it's like hitting a, um, one of those punching bag things. You know, I guess it is a punching bag. Hitting a punching bag, you get it out. And when in, sometimes you have to write and write and write and write. I've had people say, well, I wrote four pages, and then I had to write four more, and then they, had, and then they have a book by the end of a month, yeah. you know, because they're just one thing mm-hmm. will lead to another, and you'll think of something else, but it helps to get it out. And the fact that you do this a week apart is great. Because it gives people time, ample time, to figure out what they need to do with the assignment before they move on. And just because you get the notice that the next one's ready, you don't have to take it until you are ready.
2: That's right. And yeah, you own the course forever. So once you've gotten the eight weeks, you've gotten to it forever to redo it or uh, slow down and do it slower, whatever you need to do. And I myself, you know, I've never been much of a journaler. So for me, a lot of it just comes up in walking. For whatever reason, when I take a walk. I'm able to think about a lot of these things. And so for some people it really is about writing that stream of consciousness and things come up for other people. It's movement or walking helps loosen up (laughs) that muscle of self-inquiry.
1: And I think that is part of the fact is that you're out in nature and you're grounding with the earth. You know, grounding is a great technique too. You're grounding and even though you have sneakers on or walking shoes or hiking boots or whatever, it doesn't mean that you're still not grounding and being out in nature is very, very helpful to, especially if you're around water, to get the creative juices flowing and to release things easily.
2: That's right. And being out in nature also is such a great way to clear your energy body and subtle body of any human emotions and energies that you've picked up. So being able to get out in nature just has this natural cleansing effect. Um, So, yeah, so that's really how I think that it empowers someone. It helps you let go of those limiting beliefs about yourself. And then it also builds your actual personal power. And I think personal power is a very kind of vague concept, (laughs) but (laughs) it's a combination of, say, will, our ability, you know, our our discipline and our determination, and our ability to envision for ourselves what we actually want in our life. And our ability then to infuse that with passion. And each of those things, will and passion and heart, are all connected to different chakras. And when we work on this energetic level to clear them out, all of those things get magnified within us. And so that is how you can really create a sense of momentum to shift something in your life. And so if we're talking about empowerment, that's usually what you're looking to do. You're looking to shift something in your life in some way.
1: And it gives you the confidence and the belief. It, it, it instills a belief that once you have that, um, get that empowerment going, you have this unbelievable confidence that instills a belief that, yeah, I can conquer this, I can get through this, whether it's a health issue, a relationship issue, a financial issue, it matters not. You somehow find the power within, and that's how yes. you become, because you became empowered. So the course really does offer so much more than just, you know, Uh, Oh, I'm accessing my feminine power and I can learn to say no. That's, That's not what this is about. It's about so much more at such a deeper level. And I think you attack it in a way that's really easy for anyone to do, beginner or someone who's intermediate or advanced. Because let's face it, you don't just do a program once and say, forget it. It didn't work for me or it worked for a while, but then. If that's what happens, the reason why you own this course is because now you can go back and do it all over again. Because we're like onions. We peel away layers, and we yeah. get to a point where we have to start peeling away again, and that's where your course would come in handy again. Do you agree?
2: I agree, and that's really my hope that it is that way, and I do feel like that's the way my own path has unfolded. There's so many practices that at the beginning I wasn't sure I really connected with them. I wasn't sure, and then now they, I understand them on a new level. So you can Almost anything, when you repeat it, you're going to gain greater insight from it. You're going to understand it, and that's especially true of anything having to do with our energy body and our subtle body. So I hope that you can do it one time through, and even if you're a total beginner to the chakras, you can follow all of it. And I really made an effort to make it that that was the case. But also, if you decide to go back or if you're someone that's already familiar with the chakras, that you can connect with it on another level more into the details of the differences in the feminine energy body and how that has manifested in your own life. So I hope well, that you can, and with re- yeah.
1: With respect to that, I'm going to say yes, because I've been meditating for years, half an hour in the morning, half an hour at night. Um, I don't do guided meditations on a regular basis because I don't need to. And I found that this course was, it does, you can go to a deeper level because it is guided, you know? And you think, well, okay, I can meditate. I don't need a, med- a guided meditation. But when you get one, sometimes you go so much deeper. It's really crazy good. So, yeah, it is. And the fact that when you do things over and over and over and you think, I've always found this to be true. You take a course like yours or you read a book, and then you go back and read it again, and you think, huh, I don't remember that part. You weren't ready to get that message. You get something different, and you learn things from it every single time. So this is really an inexpensive course that you can take, and it's yours forever, and you can do it over again, which is really good. And let's say somebody didn't want to do the whole thing over again. Do you feel that there's maybe one one of the uh, layers in it that's more encompassing for meditation that somebody could use every day that would help them if they chose not to do the entire course once they did it once if they said, I just want to go back?
2: Yeah, well, there's two meditations in particular that are great for regular meditation. One is early on the first week. It's just a very basic chakra meditation going through all seven chakras. So once someone's done the whole course, Just continuing to work with that exercise over time you'll go deeper and deeper into each of the chakras over time the other one is what I call the sacral lotus which is really has to do with it's it's kind of a symbolic visual of the feminine energy body with the second chakra in the pelvis lit up like a flower (laughs) and then roots going down into the earth and light emanating up through the rest of your body and this is a visual that I use regularly to really empower my feminine energy body. I consider it a symbolic representation of the feminine energy body. And then there's other techniques in there that you can use regularly, like an uh, energy cutting and clearing where you're working with energy lines between you and other people when you feel that they need to be cleared in some way and boundary exercises. So, all, And there's a healing affirmations uh, week. So all of those kinds of things are things that on a one-off basis you could go back to when you have a particular issue in your life that you want to try to address energetically
1: well i'm glad you talked about that because i wanted people to realize this isn't just a course about going through each individual chakra and then you're done and maybe you're going to do it again in a year or six months or five years from now but there are tools that you can put in your toolkit that you can use and at a click of a a mouse you just can get into like the cutting cords thing that is something that people just don't use enough (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, because people will think, well, I cut the cords with that person. Well, you might have cut one, but there might be 40, you know, or it might grow back. You don't know. You might actually keep lashing out and getting that person hooking on to them. So those tools are important to know, too, that within your work, there are these additional tools that come in really handy on a regular basis. You know, once you listen to it and you know where to go to get it, write it down and say, oh, this is the week that I can go in and get this exercise or this is the week I can get this. And I think that's important, too. It isn't just guided meditations for eight weeks and you're done. There's so much more to this that you put together, took the time to develop, and are offering to everyone. And and I applaud you for that because you didn't just do straight guided meditations.
2: Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, and that was really what I wanted to combine, the spiritual focus in terms of the meditation and finding your deepest self, but also these very real energetic tools, because I really do believe, as I know you do too, that just as we need to do certain things for our physical body to take care of it, there are things we can do at that energetic level, like really paying attention to our energy lines. Uh, and attending to them very consciously, that can be of great benefit to us. And as you said, and I know, I'm know, i sure you do a lot of work with cords with people, sometimes psychologically we have certain patterns we fall in, uh, into that cause a line with someone to redevelop, even after we think we've completely let go of them. And we need to address it. Something in our life has triggered a fear or something that causes us to kind of reconnect with that person at some level of our psyche And we have to revisit it and cut the line again or clear it again. So it's always worth looking at that level, you know, going deep and really looking at everything that's impacting us.
1: Yeah, I think if somebody took this course and made the commitment for eight weeks to do it exactly as it is given, and then with awareness, just quickly go through and see, okay, these are the tools that are being offered to me. It's almost like, you know, you're feeding your body. You know you have to eat every day you know, or you're not going to live. You know you need to drink yeah. water or, look. you know, you're not going to live. Well, now add this to it and say, well, if I'm feeding my physical body and I'm nourishing my physical body, why in the name of heaven wouldn't I be nourishing and feeding my energy field in the proper way and purging it of those things I don't like? When we eat something we don't like, we purge it in some form, You know, and our body doesn't like it. You know, you're either going to vomit or you're going to have diarrhea and you're going to get rid of whatever it is that wasn't sitting right in your body. And we just take that as, oh, okay, well, that wasn't a good thing. Okay, it's not. But now your energy field is actually so much more impactful because you can't see what it's doing to you.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so if you're building in those routines to clear it out and to connect with your purest energy within yourself then you have a kind of naturally self-healing abilities always flowing just as if, right. if you're eating healthy food and 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 purging when you don't you feel your whole body your whole system will clear out
1: yeah and so, yeah, the clarity really of about mind yeah, and the clarity of mind that you get, the perspe- your whole perspective will change. And the thing is people think, well, you know what? I can't change somebody else, you know, So, and they try to change their spouse or their partner or other people, whoever they're in a relationship with, and it, it's any kind of relationship. You try to change the person to your way of thinking. Why? Just change yourself, and the people around you will either change or they will be gone and they'll really change into new people. You know, they'll, yeah, they'll either be... Yeah. And that's the thing, to to realize that you're only going to draw to you, you're like a magnet. Well, do you want to be a magnet that draws icky stuff, or do you want to be a magnet that draws really good things to you? Clearing up those energy fields and doing it through your course is a great way to start, but it's also a great way to maintain. See, that's the beauty of your course. It's like going to a diet and saying, okay, well, I did the diet for six months and it worked, but then, you know, four months later I gained the weight back. Okay, that's not a diet. You know, you, a diet is you got to change the way that you think about eating. You know, you really yeah. need to do it differently. So I looked at your course that way. It was yeah. not just something that you know it's it's there to be used for. It's a lifetime tool.
2: Yeah. I agree, and you can use a lot of these tools, you know, throughout your daily life, and it's interesting because a lot of them are drawn from traditions like yoga, I mean, energy healing traditions as well, but also yoga teachings and meditation traditions where the whole idea of the energy teachings was shifting and purifying your awareness so that you could really feel the light, whatever you think of the light as being (laughs) within yourself, whatever spiritual tradition you're in that once you work through those layers of psyche, just right there at the essence of your awareness, we all are pure light, whatever you think are pure spirit, whatever you think of that as being. And so the energy practices and tools, ultimately that's what they're trying to help you discover within yourself. That's what they're trying to help you bring forth. And just as if you care for your physical body, you'll enjoy a sense of health and vitality, in the same with your energy body in your own awareness, you will start to be able to discover and really live from this place within yourself that's always connected to the light. And yep. it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you can deal with it. It won't make your life perfect. Nothing does that. <laughs> but it's, uh, you can deal with whatever arises because you have that to makes connect you handle it to things
1: yourself. a lot better. Yeah. You're, yeah. Not, you're not reactionary. You're more proactive. You're not reacting to things. You're actually making informed decisions and able to handle things without that you know, knee-jerk reaction. You can just do it yeah. better because you're more centered and grounded and you know what you're doing. Now, is there anything that you can tell our listeners today as like a little takeaway, something they could do possibly right now or tonight to begin to empower themselves so they will really see a difference quickly?
2: Well, I think one of the best things to do would be to just sit quietly with your hands on your very lower belly beneath your four to five inches beneath your navel, so between your hip bones, and breathe into this space. And I'm really speaking to women here in terms of women's energetics, since that's what this course focuses on. Breathe into your pelvic bowl. And I know that sounds funny to say, <laughs> but really mm-hmm. just breathe into the, We're always up in our heads so much. And we often talk about belly breathing, kind of down in our stomach area. But go even lower. Go down to your area, your womb, (laughs) your second chakra, Mm -hmm. and breathe into this space that really is the crux of what it means to be a woman. Whether you have physical children or not, this part of your body is part of what defines your femininity. Breathe into that energy and feel the creativity, the sensuality, the passion, the emotions that are part of your feminine power. And just be with that and see if you can sit with that for a few minutes. And I think that's one of the most gentle and beautiful ways that you can connect with your feminine energy body.
1: And it is, and it's wonderful because it's, it is self-care and it is love that you're bringing into you. You know, Valentine's Day isn't just about romantic love. It's, it's, lo- it's mm-hmm. just love. Love is really yeah. easy, but you just have to figure out how to do it for you and for others because when you really live from your heart you're you're putting it out there and you're getting back what you put out if you start yeah. to nurture yourself and do this you will find you will start receiving more because you're open to receive that particular emotion that particular thing that you're putting out there and i think that's and you deserve in, it uh, and you believe
2: you deserve it yeah and you that's uh-huh. a big part of it you have to believe you deserve it so you have to take care of yourself Two, in a way, to show the universe that, <laughs> yes, I know I deserve this. <laughs> you know, I deserve love. And, I am love.
1: And let's say that somebody is listening now and says, but I don't think I deserve it. I don't think it's going to work for me. I would, I would give them this to a challenge. Do the belly breathing. Do it every day right before you go to sleep. Every single day. Do it for a week. Do it for two weeks if it takes it. You will start to feel that, oh, I do, do. you'll like it. You'll like it, and you'll start to feel a difference, and you will do it. And then you'll say, you know what, maybe there is something to this, and you'll go back to Mommy Mystic, and you'll order the course, and you'll take it, and you will improve your lives by the end of the course. There's no way in God's green earth, you can tell me somebody, if they were doing it properly, would not improve their lives for them better significantly by the end of the eight weeks. I just don't believe that that would not happen. I think that it would happen for anybody who did it. And because even if you went into it thinking, I don't believe, you would after after a while yeah and it wouldn't yeah. even take that long
2: well thank you very much I really, that's wonderful to hear you say
1: <laughs> I, well, I really think it's true I really do I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it was you know yeah. Um, yeah. now let me ask you this you have other programs that you offer because we're getting toward the top of the hour now why don't you tell us a little bit about those I know you wanted to speak about um, the, the, your focus on healing for sexual abuse and trauma so you can devote a couple minutes to that right now if you'd like
2: yeah, that's kind of a subset of my women's energetics work. For many years, I have worked with women sexual abuse and trauma survivors, and I've developed an energy work program around that. So I have an upcoming teleseminar, and this is really dealing in that course. We really do go through chakra by chakra and first start with the root chakra, any sort of trauma survivor, whether it's sexual or otherwise, a car accident, war, anything really often have to do a lot of work with the root chakra because that is connected to our ability to feel safe and secure in the world, and that's been completely destroyed through the trauma or damaged in some way. So we first start with the root chakra and working to heal and feel some sense of security and then move up into the sacral chakra where with sexual abuse survivors, there's often internal patterns of self-blame and shame that have developed and so we're working to free those up. And then we move into some of the ways that sexual abuse and trauma impact a woman's sense of her personal power, her fear and anger that might evolve, and we're really working to surface all of that and clear it. So in a way, it is some of the same work as the Women's Energetics course, but it's more specific to the psychological and energetic and even physical patterns that sometimes develop when someone is a survivor of abuse or trauma of that type.
1: That's really wonderful. I mean, you put together some great programs, and they're all on your website, correct?
2: Yeah, they're all there, so you can just click through from there. And that, that, that teleseminar is actually a live one with me that starts in a couple of weeks, the uh, sexual abuse oh, good. and uh, trauma one. I've done that one many times, and this is, I'm doing it right now. The next time comes up in two weeks.
1: Oh, great. And so what's the exact date? Do you have it yet?
2: Yeah, that starts Sunday, February 23rd, and it runs for four Sundays. So on the oh, mommy mm-hmm. you'll find you know, a, a find link to that. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, great. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, as I said, we're almost at the top of the hour, so you know, I just wanted to make sure you got that out there. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners before we say goodbye?
2: I think just since it is Valentine's Day, and as you said, it's really about bringing forth the love that we naturally are, I would say. Not even that we naturally have, I would say that we naturally are, that I just wish everyone to feel that within themselves and just take a moment to really feel more beyond simply I love, but feel I am love. Or just feel, try to feel love as a, as a force that is just coming through you every time you feel love towards an individual person, It's actually a greater power of love that's coming through you and directed to that person. Um, And it's just your natural birthright to feel both loved and loving. So I wish that for everyone this Valentine's Day.
1: And that is really a wonderful gift. Thank you for that because, you know, we can all buy into the commercialism and how come I didn't get a card or flowers or chocolates or a bracelet or whatever it is that the jewelry stores, the florists, the hallmark, and everybody else's try to sell. But really when it comes down to it, that's just stuff. It's just stuff that somebody feels obligated to get and says, oh, God, I've got to get this or I'm going to be in the doghouse, or yeah. stuff I have to get this from my husband or he's going to be upset. Instead of doing that, make a commitment to each other, your partner. Make a commitment to yourself. Make a yeah. commitment to yourself so that next year at this time, you're not going to be worried about the chocolates and the flowers and the bracelet and the card, you know? And that will make your whole world a whole bunch better. So thank you for that gift. I think that that's wonderful. Appreciate that.
2: Yeah, and thank you, T. This has been wonderful, and I really applaud all the work that you're doing at Energy Awareness Radio and in your private practice as well.
1: Well, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that. You know, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I have to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life and we need to stay aware so that we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. You know, so send the link to this show to everybody you know and let them have the same opportunity that you have to learn and grow and make the world a better place for all, especially since it's Valentine's Day. You want to give them a gift? Give them the gift of listening to this show so that they can make the decision and go and get the, this wonderful course and see everything else that Lisa offers on her site so that they can make a, a great decision and have a better life too. So on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. Go ahead and get out your calendar and make a note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as a little bit of information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Bowl concerts, if you're not in the area and you can't make a concert, you can order my CD, Imagine, from the site as well. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRGAwareRadio. That's at NRGAware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week and a day that fills your heart with love this Valentine's Day. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Have a great night.
0: I got a little my head I, I got a And I remember how